0: Hello and welcome to the Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, welcome to the Bite. Today we're reading Matthew eleven seven through fifteen. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind. If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women... There has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Most of our passage today is in red letters, meaning it's straight from the mouth of Jesus. It's a direct quotation. And some of the words at first glance might come off as a bit cryptic. This passage in Matthew's Gospel account comes right after some of John the Baptist's disciples approach Jesus with a question from John, who's already been in prison at this point. John wants to find out if Jesus is really truly the one, the Messiah, or if they should still hold out hope for another. Joseph talked about uh, that passage last week with such eloquence, you should just rewind and check out his episode. But segueing into this week's passage in the 11th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus continues to go on about John. And despite what some of us may have been taught or have caught if we grew up in church or have experienced this phenomenon of Christian subculture, check out where Jesus scolds John for doubting him and just tears him apart. Oh wait, he doesn't. And not only... Does he not have a single harsh word for John? He praises him. This is John the Baptizer here, the predecessor, the one who prepares the way for the Lord. Jesus even compares him to the prophet Elijah. Not only was he a prophet to the coming Messiah, he was Jesus' own cousin. And at this question that revealed such doubt, Such uncertainty in John, a man at the end of his life and undoubtedly grasping at any sort of concrete certainty whether Jesus was the real deal before he goes and dies about it, and instead of making an example of him, calling him out, or condemning him, Jesus venerates him. He literally says John is the greatest guy to have ever lived. (laughs) He exalts John, not only in front of John's followers who've come to deliver John's question, but in front of the whole crowd of people assembled there. And then what Jesus goes on to say, I think is even more perplexing. Verse 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. Another translation puts it like this, Ardent multitudes have been crowding toward the kingdom of heaven. I think this passage can be and is often translated in a myriad of different ways, but I really like the way the NIV translates it as violent people have been raiding the kingdom of heaven, suggesting that, possibly, since John the Baptist showed up on the scene, the gospel has always been a gospel of grace, but now revealed in the person of Jesus? The ones hungry for this gospel and this grace are so eager and so voracious after it that they are even violent about seizing it. They want as much of this God and this grace as they can get, and they are rabid about it. I'm not sure if this is what Jesus could have been alluding to, but it seems to be a significant statement about Jews and Gentiles as well. One of the fundamental shifts Jesus brought about, especially among the religious order of his day, was to suggest that grace and salvation were for the non-Jews as well, which was unspeakably scandalous. It brings to mind a story later in Matthew about a Canaanite woman whose daughter was demon-possessed, and when petitioned for help, Jesus says that it's not right for the children's bread to be thrown to the dogs, and the woman comes back sharp as a tack, saying that even the dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. The kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence, and violent people have been raiding it. The ones who are ready to enter the kingdom aren't necessarily the church folks, the Jews and holy hierarchy in this case. It's for those who know that they need it. It isn't we who are comfortable in the knowledge of our salvation and complacent in our riches. It's those who are likened to dogs who beg and whine and bark for just a scrap from the table unentitled, unencumbered by their pride because they don't care about that anymore. Those who are tenacious and even snapping at the grace of God like a hungry dog because they're so desperate for it calls back to the list of attributes of those who qualify to enter the kingdom earlier in this same gospel. The poor in spirit, the ones who mourn, the meek, the hungry, the invisible, the marginalized, the cast aside, the ones who have made themselves small and empty. They are the ones ready to receive this grace and this goodness, this kindness of God. We get as much of God and of grace as we want and no more. He who has ears, let him hear. She who has ears, let her hear. Pray with me. Father, empty us out. Give us that hunger. Renew our thirst for your grace and your goodness. Make us tenacious. Make us rabid about it even. May we be so hungry for your goodness. Hungry to experience you. Thirsty for transformation that we would be um, even forceful about it that we would ask much of you that we would lean on you heavily as great as our dependence is on you would we lean on you even more you are so good and you are so gracious thank you for the gift of Jesus especially at this time of year The scandal of God becoming a baby. Such grace. Such a gift. We love you. Thank you for being with us this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.